0: section thirteen of piano tuning a simple and accurate method for amateurs by j Cree fisher this librivox recording is in the public domain rationale of the temperament concluded from lesson twelve proposition two that the student of scientific scale building may understand fully the reasons why the tempered scale is at constant variance with exact mathematical ratios we continue this discussion through two more propositions. Number two, following, demonstrating the result of dividing the octave into four minor thirds, and proposition three, demonstrating the result of 12 perfect fifths. The matter in lesson 12, if properly mastered, has given a thorough insight into the principal features of the subject in question. So the following demonstration will be made as brief as possible consistent with clearness. Let us figure the result of dividing an octave into four minor thirds. The ratio of the length of string sounding a fundamental to the length necessary to sound its minor third is that of six to five. In other words, five-sixths of any string sounds a tone which is an exact minor third above that of the whole string. Now suppose we select, as before, a string sounding middle C as the fundamental tone. We now ascend by minor thirds until we reach the C, octave above middle C, which we call 3C, as follows. Middle C to E-flat, E-flat to F-sharp, F-sharp to A, A to 3C. Demonstrate by figures as follows. Let the whole length of the string sounding middle C be represented by unity, or one. E-flat will be sounded by five-sixths of the string. F-sharp by five-sixths of the E-flat segment, that is, by five-sixths of five-sixths of the entire string, which equals twenty-five-thirty-sixths. A- by 5 sixths of 25 36 of the entire string, which equals 125 216ths. 3c by 5 sixths of 125 216ths of the entire string, which equals 625 1296ths. Now bear in mind this last fraction, 625 1296ths, represents the segment of the entire string which should sound the tone 3C, an exact octave above middle C. Remember, our law demands an exact half of a string by which to sound its octave. How much does it vary? Divide the numerator 1296 by 2 and place the result over it for a numerator. And this gives 648 1,296, which is an exact half. Notice the comparison. 3C obtained from a succession of exact minor thirds, 625 1,296. 3C obtained from an exact half of the string, 648 1,296. Now the former fraction is smaller than the latter, hence the segment of string which it represents will be shorter than the exact half and will consequently yield a sharper tone. The denominators being the same, we have only defined the difference between the numerators to tell how much too short the former segment is. This proves the C obtained by the succession of minor thirds to be too short by twenty three one thousand two hundred ninety-sixths of the length of the whole string if therefore all octaves are to remain perfect it is evident that all minor thirds must be tuned flatter than perfect in the system of equal temperament the ratio then of six hundred forty eight to six hundred twenty five expresses the excess by which the true octave exceeds four exact minor thirds consequently each minor third must be flatter than perfect by one-fourth part of the difference between these fractions by this means the dissonance is evenly distributed so that it is not noticeable in the various chords in the major and minor keys, where this interval is almost invariably present. We find no record of writers on the mathematics of sound giving a name to the above ratio expressing variance as they have to others. Proposition 3 Proposition 3 deals with the perfect fifth showing the result from a series of 12 perfect fifths employed within the space of an octave. Method Taking one C as the fundamental, representing it by unity, or one, the G, fifth above, is sounded by a two-thirds segment of the string sounding C. The next fifth, G to D, takes us beyond the octave, and we find that the D will be sounded by four-ninths, two-thirds of two-thirds equals four-ninths of the entire string, which fraction is less than half. So, to keep within the bounds of the octave, we must double this segment and make it sound the tone d an octave lower. Thus, four-ninths times two equals eight-ninths, the segment sounding the d within the octave. We may shorten the operation as follows. Instead of multiplying two-thirds by two-thirds giving us four-ninths and then multiplying this answer by two, let us double the fraction two-thirds, which equals four-thirds, and use it as a multiplier when it becomes necessary to double the segment to keep within the octave. We may now proceed with the twelve steps as follows. Steps 1 1c to 1g Segment two-thirds for one G. two thirds for 1G. Two, 1G to 1D, multiply two thirds by four thirds, gives segment eight ninths for D. Three, 1D to 1A, multiply eight ninths by two thirds, gives segment sixteen twenty sevenths for 1A. Four, 1A to 1E, e. multiply sixteen twenty sevenths by 4 thirds gives segment 64 81 for 1e. E. 5. 1e e to 1b multiply 64 eighty-firsts by 2 thirds gives segment 128 240 thirds for 1b. 6. 1b to 1f sharp multiply 128 240 thirds by 4 thirds gives segment Five hundred and twelve seven hundred and twenty-ninths for one F sharp. Seven one F sharp to one C sharp. Multiply five hundred and twelve seven hundred and twenty-ninths by four thirds gives segment two thousand forty-eight two thousand one hundred eighty-sevenths for one C sharp. Eight one C sharp to one G sharp. Multiply two thousand forty-eight. 2187th by 2 thirds gives segment 4096 6561sts for 1 G sharp. 9. 1 G sharp to 1 D sharp multiply 4096 6561sts by 4 thirds gives segment 16,384 19683 for 1 D sharp. 10. 1 D sharp to 1 A sharp. Multiply 16,384, thirds by 2 thirds gives segment 32,768, 59,049 for 1 A sharp. 11. 1 A sharp to 1 F. Multiply 32,768, 59,049 by four thirds gives segment one hundred thirty one thousand seventy two one hundred seventy seven one hundred forty sevenths for one f twelve one f to two c multiply one hundred thirty one thousand seventy two one hundred seventy seven thousand one hundred forty sevenths by two thirds gives segment two hundred sixty two thousand one hundred forty four five hundred thirty one thousand four hundred forty firsts for C. Now this last fraction should be equivalent to one half when reduced to its lowest terms if it is destined to produce a true octave. But using this numerator two hundred sixty two thousand one hundred forty four, a half would be expressed by two hundred sixty two thousand one hundred forty four thousand two hundred eighty-eighths, the segment producing the true octave. So the fraction 262,144, thirty-one thousand four hundred forty-firsts, which represents the segment for 2C obtained by the circle of fifths being evidently less than one-half, this segment will yield a tone somewhat sharper than the true octave. The two denominators are taken in this case to show the ratio of the variance, so the octave obtained from the circle of fifths is sharper than the true octave in the ratio expressed by 531,441 to 524,288, which ratio is called the diatonic comma. This comma is equal to one-fifth of a half-step. We are to conclude, then, that if octaves are to remain perfect and we desire to establish an equal temperament, the above-named difference is best disposed of by dividing it into twelve equal parts and depressing each of the fifths one twelfth part of the diatonic comma, thereby dispersing the dissonance so that it will allow perfect octaves and yet but slightly impair the consonants of the fifths. We believe the foregoing propositions will demonstrate the facts stated therein to the student's satisfaction and that he should now have a pretty thorough knowledge of the mathematics of the temperament. That the equal temperament is the only practical temperament is confidently affirmed by Mr. W.S.B. Woolhouse, an eminent authority on musical mathematics, who says, Quote, it is very misleading to suppose that the necessity of temperament applies only to instruments which have fixed tones. Singers and performers on perfect instruments must all temper their intervals, or they could not keep in tune with each other, or even with themselves, and, on arriving at the same notes by different routes, would be continually finding a want of agreement. The scale of equal temperament obviates all such inconveniences and continues to be universally accepted with unqualified satisfaction by the most eminent vocalists and equally so by the most renowned and accomplished performers on stringed instruments although these instruments are capable of an indefinite variety of intonation the high development of modern instrumental music would not have been possible and could not have been acquired without the manifold advantages of the tempered intonation by equal semitones, and it has, in consequence, long become the established basis of tuning. End quote. Numerical comparison of the diatonic scale with the tempered scale. The following table comparing vibration numbers of the diatonic scale with those of the tempered shows the difference in the two scales existing between the thirds, fifths and other intervals. Notice that the difference is but slight in the lowest octave used which is shown on the left, but taking the scale four octaves higher shown on the right, the difference becomes more striking. C diatonic 32 tempered 32 c diatonic 512 tempered 512 d diatonic 36 tempered 35.92 d diatonic 576 tempered 574.70 e diatonic 40 tempered 40.32 e diatonic 640 tempered 645.08 F, diatonic 42.66 tempered 42.71 F, diatonic 682.66 tempered 683.44 G, diatonic 48 tempered 47.95 G, diatonic 768 tempered 767.13. A, diatonic, 53.33, tempered, 53.82. A, diatonic, 853.33, tempered, 861.08. B, diatonic, 60, tempered, 60.41. B, diatonic, 960, tempered, 966.53 c diatonic 64 tempered 64 diatonic c 1024 tempered 1024 following this paragraph we give a reference table in which the numbers are given for four consecutive octaves calculated for the system of equal temperament each column represents an octave the first two columns cover the tones of the two octaves used in setting the temperament by our system. Table of Vibrations Per Second C 128, 256, 512, 1024 C Sharp 135.61, 271.22, 542.44, 1084.89 D, one hundred forty three point six eight, two hundred eighty seven point three five, five hundred seventy four point seven zero, one thousand one hundred forty nine point four zero D sharp one hundred fifty two point two two, three hundred four point four four, six hundred eight point eight seven, one thousand two hundred seventeen point seven five E one hundred sixty one point two seven, three hundred twenty two point five four, six hundred forty five point zero eight. 1,290.16 F 170.86 341.72 683.44 1,366.87 F-sharp 181.02 two point zero four, seven hundred twenty four point zero 724.08 1,448.15 G 191.78 383.57 767.13 1534.27 G-sharp 203.19 406.37 812.75 1625.50 A 215.27 430.54 861.08 1722.16 A-sharp 228.07, 456.14, 912.28, 1,824.56. B, 241.63, 483.26, 966.53, 1,933.06. C, 256, 512, 1,024, 2,048. Much interesting and valuable exercise may be derived from the investigation of this table by figuring out what certain intervals would be if exact, and then comparing them with the figures shown in this tempered scale. To do this, select two notes and ascertain what interval the higher forms to the lower. Then by the fraction in the table below corresponding to that interval, multiply the vibration number of the lower note. Example, say we select the first c, 128, and the g in the same column. We know this to be an interval of a perfect fifth. Referring to the table below, we find that the vibration of the fifth is three halves of, or three and a half times that of its fundamental. So we simply multiply this fraction by the vibration number of c, which is 128, and this gives 192 as the exact fifth. Now, on referring to the above table of equal temperament, we find this G quoted a little less, flatter, viz. 191.78. To find a fourth from any note, multiply its number by four thirds, a major third by five fourths, and so on, as per the table below table showing relative vibrations of intervals by improper fractions. The relation of the octave to a fundamental is expressed by 2 to 1. The relation of the fifth to a fundamental is expressed by 3 to 2. The relation of the fourth to a fundamental is expressed by 4 to 3. The relation of the major third to a fundamental is expressed by 5 to 4. The relation of the minor third to a fundamental is expressed by six to five. The relation of the major second to a fundamental is expressed by nine to eight. The relation of the major sixth to a fundamental is expressed by five to three. The relation of the minor sixth to a fundamental is expressed by eight to five. The relation of the major seventh to a fundamental is expressed by fifteen to eight. The relation of the minor second to a fundamental is expressed by sixteen to fifteen. Questions on Lesson 13 1. State what principle is demonstrated in Proposition 2. 2. State what principle is demonstrated in Proposition 3. three what would be the vibration per second of an exact, not tempered, fifth from C512? 4. Give the figures and the process used in finding the vibration number of the exact major third to C256. 5. If we should tune the whole circle of twelve-fifths exactly as detailed in Proposition 3, how much too sharp would the last C be to the first C tuned? End of Section 13